Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Good morning, good morning, and a pleasant good Friday morning. We're just about set for 2024, but still a number of days. Good ones, we hope and pray. Here in 2023, we welcome you to Off the Bench. Presented by our good friends at United Dairy Farmers, I'm Tom Brenneman. We come your way Monday through Friday, 10 to 12. That's Eastern time. You can find us on YouTube, Chatterbox Sports page. We also broadcast live on X. That's Seabox Sports. If you'd rather download us in podcast form, by all means, just search off the bench with Tom Brenneman and you're dialed in. Casey, good morning. Good morning, Tom. Struggling a little bit today. Wrong stream. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Ron Strain. Our guys are wearing the blue jerseys. That's right. <laughs> Don't go to the guys in white. Yeah, we're not doing the HBO show yet, so gotta gotta get ready for off the bench. HBO show. What, what is yeah, that? Yeah, box lunch. The HBO oh, show. Oh, the members lunch. only stream That's coming up today at noon. That's right. Where you're the host on Fridays, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, we just usually play Quiplash anyway, so it's not that big of a show. Okay. But. Uh, Zebra, Reed, good morning, man. How you doing? Morning, Tom. How we looking? Looking great, huh? Once again, the haircut looks fantastic. Big league pullover you got going there. Yeah, you like that? K- I do. Casey normally wears this, but uh, yeah, I thought yeah. I'd sport it today. Zebra's got the new uh, puppies there. Yeah, it's just, yep, new pair of shoes. Is that still. a new sweatshirt? No, well, no, again, I have a lot of sweatshirts. This one's not new. I just haven't worn it really to the show, but it is it is a different sweatshirt. Looks nice. Looks bright. Those bright. are big time sweatshirts, champion. I do. I, they, I do like the champion yeah, brand. Yeah, they're the I best. Do, I do like the champion brand. That's that's the first store I go to when I go to the Kenwood Mall. Isn't it's the very first store? What's the, well, what do you mean at first store? They have a store at the mall. Yeah. Champion. Champions. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Champions wild because like twenty years ago, everything champion was like the cheapest thing you could get out there. Now it's like a fashion statement. So it's uh, they're super expensive now just because it became kind of a trendy thing to wear. Champion gear. I didn't know it was trendy. I, I just think they make the best sweatshirt. They do. The best hoodies. They do. Best hoodies going. No doubt. Well, regular sweatshirt, even without a hoodie. Whatever. Uh, look, let's tell it like it is. That's our MO here on Off the Bench. Sunday's game, whatever word you want to use. Huge. Massive. Season defining. However you want to put it or say it, that is a simple fact. If the Bengals can win, at Kansas City on Sunday afternoon. They will head to the season finale with more than a legitimate chance to reach the playoffs for a third consecutive year. They lose, phone it in. Casey, the words you said about the Bengals, spell the word for me. It's only three letters, not four. The dictionary might say four, but we say three. What are they? D-U-N done. D-U-N done. You and Elliot spelled that word just four weeks ago. Now, we know Camp Taylor Britt will be back. That's huge. But what about star receiver Jamar Chase? Now, he was on the practice field yesterday. Does that mean he's good to go with that badly injured shoulder? He doesn't know for sure. Therefore, we don't know for sure. He certainly is trending in that direction. But we still have a little more than 48 hours before they have to decide one way or the other for sure. Chase has had monster games against Kansas City. The last four, 
30 receptions, nearly 500 yards, and four touchdowns. Now, yesterday, he was pretty complimentary towards his opponent. Yet he sprinkled in a little trash talk, saying Chiefs can't cover him. They can't cover T. Higgins one-on-one. Take it to the bank. The Chiefs heard all about it, all about those comments, the old bulletin board stuff, if you buy it or not. Kickoff 425 on CBS Sunday. Charlie Goldsmith from Cincinnati.com joins us at 1030 to talk about this matchup. Then there are the Brownies. They look terrible, don't they, Tom? America's team, Tom. You God. know what? If there is a team, it's America's team. That's, That's right. Disgusting. It's That's the right. Brownies. That's, disgusting. That's right, Tom. True. Ultimate underdog. I was I never was, won I, a Super Bowl. Nope. Never played in a Super Bowl. Nope. I don't have. Now, it, in the old days, back when Paul Brown was there, that kind of thing, right? Championships. They won NFL championships. Right. Yeah, before sure. the merger. But look, their season, look, you don't want to give them credit. You don't want to like them because they're Cleveland. That's fine. I still maintain there are brethren in the Buckeye State. And I always will. But last night, they went 37-20 to over the New York football Jets. Six weeks ago, Joe Flacco was hanging out at home, raising his kids with his wife. Gets a phone call. Thinking, ah, all right, why not? Right? Good payday. Back half of the season. Let's see how it goes. Well, last night, he became the first quarterback ever to throw for 250 or more yards while throwing for multiple touchdowns in his first five games with a new organization. In fact, Flacco last night threw for almost 300 yards and three touchdowns in the first half alone. The win clinches a playoff spot for the Browns for just the third time since 1999. America's team. Not Michigan. Michigan's America's team. Not Dallas. The Reds. Brownies. What about the Cincinnati Reds? Might be the Reds, nope. too. We no, share it. We'll share it. We'll share it. Nope. It's the Brownies. Tom, it'll be the first time Joe Flacco will play in a playoff game since what year? 2000, and I'm going to guess around 18. 14. Wow. Back when Joe Burrow was a junior in high school. How about that? You get the big league stuff here on off the bench. That's a big league note. Other games that Bengal fans will certainly keep an eye on over the weekend. Steelers are in Seattle. Houston hosts Tennessee. Buffalo at home to New England. The Raiders visit Indianapolis. The best game of the weekend, really two really good ones, but the best Pits the top two teams in the AFC, number one seed, potentially on the line. When Baltimore hosts Miami, and it's great because the Bengals play the back end of the doubleheader, and we'll get the early game here in Cincinnati. So that's a one o'clock kick, big league game. College football, bowl season in full swing tonight. The mighty Ohio State University Buckeyes, ranked number seven in the country, playing the Cotton Bowl against number nine, Missouri Devin Brown, his first career start at quarterback for Ohio State. Gator Bowl, Clemson against Kentucky. Notre Dame faces Oregon State in the Sun Bowl. After a full slate of games over the weekend, it's the college football playoff semifinals on Monday. 4.30 Eastern, Michigan v. Alabama. 
Why isn't anybody playing this thing up like they did in the old days when Florida State played Notre Dame? And the mightier than now, Notre Dame fans had that convicts against the, you know, clerics or whatever they had going on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what this game is. <laughs> the nightcap has Texas against Washington. The winners play for the national championship a week from Monday. College Hoops UC plays its final non-conference game tonight. 10-2 Evansville. This is no pushover. They come rolling in, 7 o'clock tip. After tonight, it will be seven straight games for UC. It's first year in the Big 12 against teams that are currently ranked in the top 30 in the country. The next seven straight. Miami plays Wilberforce. Now, I was going to ask if any of you knew anything about Wilberforce. Apparently, it's a primarily uh, African-American school yep. in Wilberforce, Ohio. And yeah. you knew all about it, so I wasn't going to waste our time asking about it. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't know about it till a couple years ago. We live-streamed uh, a basketball camp at Wilberforce University. Um, that, that NBA player that's from Dayton, I, for, I forget his name, but he had a little basketball camp. And we live-streamed it. Um, yeah, it's only 500 students. It's not, I don't think it's in the NCAA. I think it's NAIA. So, yeah, very, 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 very small school. That's all I know about it. That no clue it existed till I literally drove up on its campus the day of. So, nice big, place. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Sure. You know what? It's where dreams come true That's for right. a lot of young men and women. That's right. That's, so, it's a great place. Uh, that game for Miami and Wilberforce is at Millette Hall tonight. I am sure the crowd for that game. <laughs> I mean to tell you, stop the bus. <laughs> right? Miami always plays terrible, like, t small, small school. They played, a, they played a team that played in Bluffton's League last year. They played Defiance. That's a tiny school, too. I don't. How do you get these teams on your schedule? Why do you play these games? The fight in Travis Steele's. Number eight, Kentucky hosts Illinois State at Rupp Arena tonight. Xavier doesn't play again until Wednesday. At Villanova and in the NBA, isn't there a part of you that, that, that seriously, your heart bleeds a little bit for the Detroit Pistons? They led the Celtics last night by 20 and then got beat in overtime, 128-122. That means the Pistons have lost a single-season NBA record. They keep building on it every game, 28 straight. They can break the all-time record. That's in, in, including where you carry over one season into the next season with their next loss. That is tough. They're on pace to have the worst record in uh, the NBA's history. They're on pace to have the worst record this century. The worst record in the MLB this century was the 2003 Detroit Tigers. And the worst record in the NFL this century was the 0-16 Detroit Lions. The worst record in the NHL this century was the 2019 Detroit Red Wings. A lot, of, a lot of winning going up there. In it's hard to believe you would ever affiliate any losing seasons with the Detroit Red Wings. Not yeah, necessarily with the Tigers or the uh, Pistons or the um, uh, Lions, but yeah. They've also, the city's also won three championships this century, so. Yes. Baseball, twice they, in hockey. Twice in hockey, once in basketball. They have not won in baseball. Oh, that's right. Tigers got beaten in the World Series that year. That's right. Okay, boys, uh, we got Charlie Goldsmith coming up at 1030. We have Coach Kyle Kasky to, to really dive in for a little while. Uh, this matchup with Kansas City. 
You know, it seems like we've said this. I mean, it almost feels like we've said it all year. We, we haven't said it all year because, you know, it, it, games in week four or week six or week seven, they're not like, you know, the must-win games. But let's face it. After the Bengals started the year at 0-2 this year, everybody around here is in a state of panic, right? Burroughs hurt. They needed a win. They beat the Rams. Okay, then they lose again, and now they got to get it going. They win four straight. You're thinking, okay, here we go. Then all of a sudden, Burrow goes down, and now every week since has subsequently felt like this is one you got to win. Now, three weeks ago, if we just said you look at the final four games of the year, Minnesota, Steelers, Kansas City, Cleveland. If someone would have said to you, you go three and one, you'd have taken it all day, every day. You'd have taken that. But you were probably leaning towards the one being at Kansas City. Toughest one. All right, the one now is off the board. The stinking Steelers, right? right. Men of aluminum right. who look like the ultimate form of kryptonite against the Bengals. Now, all of a sudden, here we are. And Casey, much to my chagrin, I have to tell you, I asked you this morning, you know, give me, give me a prediction, Case. How you feeling? And you said, you know, I think the Bengals are. Oh, I didn't say they were. What did you say? Dead. I just said that. I said, I... give me a prediction. What did you say? Don't hem and haw around it. What did you say? I said that I thought they would lose. Okay. That's all I wanted to hear. I just, I, it Most feels like there's too much. Believe. I feel like there's just too much hope that this Chiefs team is on the decline. I guess Reed has really just rubbed off on me. I just can't doubt the Chiefs. I mean, I, I well, see what's Chiefs in front fan. of me, and I, I Reed tells me they're still a really good football team, and I tend to believe that. Now, I still think that they. I don't think they lose by a lot. I don't think the spread is uh, a fair estimate of how how the game will go. I, I think it was actually going to be a pretty close game. But in the end, I, I don't know if they can get it done. It's simple as that. I don't know if they can get it done. It's sad to see a fan like you. You, you know what it is. Because, you know, you, you come in here and you cheer up the Bengals when they're doing good. But when they're doing bad, you kill them. You, you just absolutely kill them. It, it sounds like a bandwagon I'm fan not to me. killing them. You're killing them. How am I killing them? You said yesterday I'm not going to kill them, and then you proceeded to kill every aspect of the <laughs> That's exactly right. So I did. didn't, that's what you did, uh, Casey. That, that, that's, that's not exactly what I said. What I said was this I don't to, want to do that, this, but I have to do this that. This is supposed is to be an unbiased program, and you're the most biased of them all. And it's sad to see, Casey. Oh. The, the, the sad part is um, the bandwagon. And that's the sad part. What is the that? Way Hang you on. What is that you even? You started the year on the bandwagon. No. You you, you kind of put one foot on the ground, yeah. but you know it was still moving. It's kind of like when you jump on a streetcar. You know you can keep kind of you can jump on that thing, hold on one foot's kind of, and, and you know you either pick it off or you just jump off before it gets going too fast. You put the you, you put the foot on the ground. Then all of a sudden you were back on. You jump off. You go back on, and now you're two blocks back. I, Off again. I mean, I could still cheer and love the Bengals team just as much as any other fan, but I can be I could be realistic and say they don't have a great chance. 
of winning this ball game. He's trying to be objective. I'm just trying to be as objective as possible. K- Casey over there gives unbiased takes. Unlike you, Tom, unlike Elliot, Casey gives unbiased takes. Out of everyone in this room, Casey's the most objective when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> he is. Everyone that watches this show knows that to be true. I mean, when the man's own bride is defending him in the chat, she knows it. She's around him in his darkest moments, curled up in a puddle of white liquor after another L. (laughs) (laughs) And Alexandria has to jump on today to call Casey a bandwagon fan is a ridiculous take. He's not a bandwagon fan. He's just objective, Tom. His own father-in-law is now defending him. In the I'm show. I just, mean, what in the hell is what do you going want on here? Tom, this what do you want from me? unbelievable. What do you want from Your me? Do you want me to be, you want me to be reasonable? On here. Do you want me to be reasonable or do you want me to be the, the, the homer all the time? What do you want me to be? When it comes to the Bengals, I just want you to be what we've counted on you being for a year and a half since the existence and the beginning of this show. Well, that would be a realistic Bengals fan then. An objective Bengals fan. Tom, do you think the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs? I do. What gives you that suspicion? I, 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 it's just one of those, those, it's taken me a little longer to get to this feeling about this game than it did the Jacksonville game. Because even after that last Steelers game, the first Steelers game, I thought they'd show up in Jacksonville and beat that team. That's right. Now... Beating Jacksonville is one thing. Beating Kansas City is an entirely different thing because Jacksonville has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, much to Reed Mouse's opinion, to be one of the ultimate frauds in recent history. Agreed, Elliot? I agree. They were, what, 8-3 and three when we went into uh, Duval and Robert Griffin III jumped into that pool. They were 8-3. and three. They have not won a game since. <laughs> so we broke the, we broke the Jaguash. The, ba- what, what, the Bengals yeah, broke the Jaguars. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. Listen, the thing about this game against the Chiefs is the Bengals winning it would just fit right in line with the roller coaster that this season has yes. been. You know, you, you come in, oh, Joe Burrow's going to be good enough to play week one, and they look terrible for the first four weeks. Then they roar back, look like the best team in National Football League for the next four weeks. And you're like, all right, yep. Bengals are all the way back. We're going to win a Super Bowl. It's all back on. Let's start talking about the one seed. Let's win the division. Then Joe Burrow gets hurt. Season's done. And ah, What about this Jake Browning guy? He's going to play against the Steelers. They don't look too good. Ah, what are you talking about? Jake Browning's terrible. Then they rattle off three straight wins. Right back in it. Let's, all let's against all against potential playoff teams. That's Jake right. Browning looks like the greatest quarterback that the world has ever seen. Well, we're, on this side of Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, all right, we're going to make the postseason. Let's just win two of the last three games. The Steelers team is terrible. Let's go in, give ourselves an early Christmas present and win. They get boat raced. All right, season's dead. D-U-N, done. Then they'll go to Kansas City and win this game. That you and I, Reed, are the, the only coaster. two people in this room who did not spell that word in regard to the Bengals season. No matter what has happened through that roller coaster that you just described, there are only two people in this room that spelled that word. The two that did not are you and me. That's right. Listen, you and me are the most optimistic people in this room, day in and no day No doubt. Even, even if they lose this game. I know you said in their monologue, the season's D-U-N done. I'm going to hold out a little hope that they can get in at 9-8. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not after that. That's, that's the end of the road. <laughs> 
It's the end of the rope. We need like three three teams to lose this week, so we'll keep it alive. Just keep the hopes alive, Tom. Always keep it alive. It makes I, it a lot easier for good I, teams. I really think what's going to happen is they're going to win this game, they being the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to win this you week. You do? And then they are going to lose to the Browns when the Browns have nothing uh, to play for and aren't playing any of the starters. Here, who's, the back, who's the backup for the Browns? I think it's Dorian Thompson. Robin DCR. DCR. I don't even think that's what happens, to be honest with you. I think what happens is the guy that I defended all offseason, Geno Smith, and that, that Seattle Seahawks team that I said was a pretty damn good team. Uh, they lose the Steelers, and then subsequently the Ravens rest their starters because they would have beaten the Dolphins this week, and then subsequently win that game. And I think which would it'll be out, number one seed. Yeah, and then, if, and and the, they'll be out of the Bengals' hands at that point. If the, that's if, what I think will happen. If the Ravens lock up the number one seed, then they not, might play next week because they don't want to take two weeks off. Correct. So if so, the Ravens, if they lock it up, they still might play next week, at least a half, right? Because you don't want to take completely two weeks well, they, off. Well, they have to. They're going to play this week. They have to play this week against the, no, but, the, the no, Dolphins. But he, but he, he then, was right. He was saying though, after this week, if you sat everybody down next week, you have oh bye yeah the bye yeah the bye week. I right, get what you're saying. Right, right. Come on, Casey. I got what you're saying. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, good to have Mr. Gaggins back with us today. Um, what? Uh, let's see. Which Zach Taylor will we get? Andrew Heidelberg. Legitimate question. I mean, I'm going to ask, this, I'm gonna ask Zach Taylor serious. credit. How can we not give Zach Taylor I credit? I have given Zach Taylor a ton of credit. But let me ask you a serious question. We'll ask Charlie Goldsmith this question in a matter of minutes because James Rapine brought it up yesterday, and I almost got sick here on the set. Sick to my stomach in front of the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, that are watching this intergalactically on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> this is, I mean, we're 23 minutes in. This is the goofiest show the show's ever been, Tom. <laughs> intergalactically. Is that a word? I think sure, so. Yeah. I, think you got, okay. I think you nailed it. All right. Throughout um, galaxies. Um, that's right. That's exactly right. Um, but, but the government's still covering the whole thing up. We know that. We know that. Um, but at any rate, where was I going? I, if through all this nonsense, I can't even remember where I was going. I want to talk you're gonna, about you're talking about the trick play. I, well, yeah, I, but but in all seriousness, you know, when you come into this game, you really do have nothing to lose. I agree with what James said yesterday that the pressure is clearly on the Chiefs. They got a lot going on. They they just got a lot happening, and it it, it is not the happiest uh, of times right now in Kansas City over their football team. They're going to go to the playoffs. They're going to win their division. Uh, they're going to, you know, they're going to get a first game at home. And then after that, uh, they're going to have to go on the road if they advance for the first time ever in the postseason for the Patrick Mahomes during the Patrick Mahomes era. So whether or not they can go on the road, beat people in the playoffs, that's a long ways down the road. We'll get to that when we get to it. But if you're Zach Taylor... And let's just assume for a second you have Jamar Chase, because I think it's starting to look that way. Now, Ian Rappaport, among others, is saying he ain't playing. Right. Now, I, you know, I don't know. I've never understood how guys like Ian Rappaport, and God bless him, good for him. He's been on his game for a long time. How do those guys get scoops like that? And this happens in every sport. This isn't a knock on those that cover the Bengals right now, whether it's for Cincinnati.com or, you know, James Rapine or anybody else. I've always marveled at how the national guys tend to get some of this information ahead of the guys that are literally pouring their blood, sweat, and tears into showing up down at Paycor every day. 
Yeah, I mean, we literally had James Rapine on yesterday saying he, Jamar Chase wants to play. He's going to play. I'll, I'll, he's looking good to play. And then Ian Rappaport posts, ah, he's not going to play. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will never understand. I'm with you, Tom. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I've never understood it. And I've been on both sides where I've been a local guy, and I'll read something from some national guy about the team I'm working for. And then I've been the national guy where, you know, we get something on a coach in a meeting and you're like, God, why would he tell us that? Not the guys that are there every day, kind of, you know, in the battle with him, so to speak. But if you're Zach Taylor, would you just let it all hang out tomorrow? Or meaning, whether it's trick plays, trick plays, whether it's all anything you got right in the barrel, blast them all off. Give it a go. You got nothing to lose. Or are you going to keep everything really close to the best? Because the Chiefs this season, if I'm not mistaken, Mahomes has thrown, what, 18 interceptions? 14, I believe. It's like 16, I Okay, si- yeah, 16. They've turned the ball over more than any team in the league. They've given it away a ton. The Bengals, as bad as their defense has been, they've hung their hat on the ability to take the football away from opposing defenses. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs lead the league in drops in their receivers. Uh, the Chiefs have the uh, – Mahomes has the lowest completion percentage rate of all quarterbacks in the NFL plays 20 yards down the field. Big plays down the field have killed the Bengals' defense all year. So, Reed, are you playing close to the best? Or, baby, let it all hang out. If you're Zach Ta- – you are Zach Taylor, right? And you look a lot like Zach Taylor. Yeah, you do. Do I? You do. Same resemblance you and Zach Taylor as I have with Drake. Go ahead. You do look quite quite a bit like we Drake. We do. I don't know if you if you let it all hang out. I mean, I think they've kind of opened up the playbook in, in recent weeks already. I mean, you you said you about spit spit up your coffee when James Rapine said they should try some trick plays. Listen, at some point they gotta work, right? Like we've done it three times and they've they've gotten progressively worse as it's gone on. At one point, the trick play has to work, you'd assume. But I listen, they've already opened up the playbook. I think it should be a little more more simple, right? Hand the ball off. That's where it was. That's where we had the most success was when we were handing the ball off with Jake Brown. We obviously got got behind the eight ball last week and, and had to had to sling it around the field. The first time we played the Steelers, didn't run the ball at all. So this is a team that that doesn't, and the Chiefs, that give up a lot of yards on the ground. They're, they're one of the best defenses in the league, but you can kind of gash them if, you, if you're physical enough. And that's the one thing the Bengals haven't been recently is physical enough. So, yeah, I don't know if you if you let it all out. I think almost more you, you simplify it and, and do what worked, and that's hand the ball off. Run the ball, run these little screen plays, and, and open things up to go downfield. You don't have to worry about T.J. Watt in your backfield. And the Chiefs have guys that can get in your backfield, but now you can move Jake Browning out of the pocket, have him uh, bootlegging and, and whatnot, scrambling around. So, yeah, I think you go back to what worked a couple weeks ago, and that is kind of run the ball, run the screen plays, and, and see if that can get some points on the board. Could be tough sledding. It could be very tough sledding. I would listen. Number one, you need to, you need to score points before the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be able to play from behind. I don't. I, 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 you, look at, you look at that roster, and Patrick does not have anybody to throw to. He's got two guys, maybe. Maybe he has two guys. Travis Kelsey's been having a down year. It's still a good year, but it's a down year for Travis Kelsey. Rasheed Rice 
it, it has been at least a positive light in that offense. Other than that, they have absolutely nothing and nobody. They're dealing with injuries to Clyde Edwards-Elair and Pacheco. We don't know which one we're going to get. Yep. Uh, it looks like Pacheco is not going to play, but Edwards-Elair is dealing with a groin injury, so we might not have not we might not see him either. It might be Lamichael Pirine. So. They're gonna have to be able. To, they're gonna have to throw the ball, and we got a bunch of guys on that team that can't catch a uh, football at all. So, get get some points on the board early. No trick plays. I don't want to see a single trick play. I don't want to see Drew Sample in my backfield. Get Drew Sample out somewhere on the line, and he can block uh, and do whatever he does uh, up front. But other than that, uh, run a normal run a normal offense. If the, if the if Andy Reid wants to throw a direct snap to the running back and have him hand it off to Patrick Mahomes, and they can all run around each other and do a somersault. Whatever they want to do, they can go ahead and do it. But let's just run normal plays, Zach. What's What's funny about this game, Tom, is it, it's it's similar in some capacity to the Steelers game where this is an offense that's been mightily struggling, right? Yep. And the Bengals' defense has been mightily struggling. It's not an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. It's very much a stoppable force meeting a movable object in the Bengals' defense and the Chiefs' offense. So is it going to be where the Bengals finally get right? Like the defense, is it finally going to have a field day against a struggling offense? Or are we going to be more of the same of a, a team struggling to move the ball comes in and plays the Cincinnati Bengals and they throw it all over the field? Because I'm, I'm thinking it's probably going to be the latter at this point, in all, in all seriousness. If, I, if I've seen Mason Rudolph throw for 350 yards if I've seen Nick Mullins throw for 400 yards and Kenny Pickett have a career day against this defense now we do have Cam Taylor Britt back more than likely yep but I think it's going to be more of a I, I think the Chiefs are going to be able to put some points on the board can we hang with them can, can we can we out outpace them you know Kelsey's not had a great year he's getting older uh, most of his pub lately seems to be coming from whom he's dating rather than how he's playing it doesn't take away the fact that he is a uh, Hall of Fame player, first ballot, lead pipe cinch. Um, strangely enough, he'll probably go down as the second greatest tight end in the history of football and the second greatest tight end in the history of the Kansas City Chiefs because Tony Gonzalez holds right. every record known to man. Uh, but is Charlie here yet? Uh, no, not okay. yet. Uh, but, um, you know, when you look inside the number, the Bengals by far, and look, I'm not telling you guys anything you don't know. All of us, you know, we watch the same game, right? Week in and week out. The Bengals defense has the worst statistical numbers against tight ends of any team in the National Football League. And it is by a long shot. On targets, I think it's something like 82% of the time they hit the target when they're going for the tight end against this Bengals defense. Now, does that mean they, they took away Fryermuth last week? He had killed him the first game. They took him away last week. But. That's about all they took away. That's all they took away. <laughs> that's right. I don't even know if they took him away. They were just throwing it to Pickens, so they didn't even throw it to Fryermuth. That's right. I mean, when you're hitting 75 and 85 and 90-yard touchdown passes, what do you got to worry about it? But, you know, if you're Kelsey, you know what you're thinking. Uh, there's a, the, the robbery part of this. There's everything going on in Kansas City. Last time he was seen, he's throwing a helmet, uh, you know, on the sideline. Um, and he's thinking, I got to be ready to go. And I would think that that is going to be priority number one. You mentioned the running backs. Some people have brought up in the chat about Jarek McKinnon. He's out. He's on IR. Yep. So he's done. So then we just went through the rest of the guys for you in order. Concussion protocol still is Pacheco. Edwards Hilaire. 
and his situation with the leg injuries. So, I mean, it may not matter the way teams have run the ball to the tune of 127 yards per game against the Cincinnati defense. So, it may not matter. Could be Joe Blow back there. Could be Elliott Rearing back there. It could be. And he goes for a buck 15. <laughs> right? Think you go for a buck 15 against the Bengals? Yeah, I think I could, actually. I think I could. You give me you give me nine years to train. and, and, I'll, and, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, Let's do it. And I'll, and I'll run for 115 on the Bengals' D. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, Tom, the final thing I'll say is we, we the Bengals have had success in stopping Travis Kelsey, but I'm pretty sure Trey Flowers was always the guy that, that stopped these – these tight ends, yep. not on the team anymore, so tough sledding. Tough sledding. Famous last words from your guy, Zach Taylor, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was right, though. He knew what he was talking about. All right, let's get to our buddy, Charlie Goldsmith, Cincinnati.com. Charlie, here we are. A uh, little more than, uh, what, 51 hours, something like that, and counting for the uh, big one Sunday in Kansas City. Looks like Cam Taylor Britt is a go. Uh, what does your gut tell you? I know he's on the practice field yesterday. What's your gut tell you about Jamar Chase? I think he goes. I think that I was already leaning towards that way, watching what he did on the practice field yesterday. And then, you know, Sam, what he said, the, the edge and the chip he's bringing into this game. To me, that's not something Jamar Chase would do if he wasn't very confident. He said he'll be a game-time decision. He said he'll have to really see how he feels. But just the tone of the voice and the look in the eyes definitely gave you a strong impression. You know, it's funny how sometimes you can read something. I mean, it can be an email. It can be a text message. It can be an article. And, and when you read it, it is very different than actually hearing it. You were there when Jamar Chase is making some of these comments about the secondary with Kansas City. A lot of people are, are blowing this thing up. You were there. I mean, I, I didn't find anything he said being necessarily bulletin board material. I, in fact, I thought he was quite complimentary of the Chiefs and playing well against the Bengals. And, and yeah, this is their scheme. And that's the way they do it because I don't know how many teams do have a, a, a guy that you could play one-on-one -on -one all day against Chase or Higgins or a lot of other guys. Did you feel that way or, or am I off base here? The Chiefs have a great plan against the Bengals. You know what Jamar Chase mentioned was the tendencies they understand, the plan and the execution they have for making life so difficult for Jamar and T. Remember in the AFC title game, you know, those big plays they had were leaping contested catches over, over two guys. They had to earn so much. What I, what I thought back to when I really heard Jamar Chase talk was kind of maybe some of the lingering frustration and, you know, what if of what if Tyler Boyd didn't get hurt in that game. They were so dedicated to beating them on the outside. You know, Tyler Boyd said, if I didn't get hurt with the thigh injury, Bengals would have won. The drive before he got hurt, or the drive that he got hurt, he had two huge catches over the middle where he toasted guys in coverage over the middle and led the Bengals down into the red zone. So that seemed to me to be a reflection on, yeah, they've done a great job taking us away, but <clears throat> it, it might not be that easy this time. It shouldn't have been that easy for him last time. Reed brought up a minute ago, Trey Flowers has been around here the last couple of years. And while he exclusively wasn't following around Travis Kelsey when the Bengals and Chiefs would get together, he certainly was an important factor. We talked about some of the numbers where opposing tight ends have had big games against the Bengals pretty much all year long. Not every game, but most games. A lot of success there. 
Who will be the person or persons that will try and take on that role against Kelsey this week on the Bengal defense? Two different things. There's early downs and then there's third downs. And so, like, real quick for the tight ends as a whole, yes, some tight ends have shredded them this year. But then, like, the Bengals set out to take away Pat Farmuth last week. He didn't have a catch. But then George Pickens beat him. Like, <clears throat> this is a flawed Bengals defense that can try to take away a certain guy but isn't quite in a spot where it can take away everybody. From a tight end perspective, stopping Kelsey will be line one. Early downs, that's probably going to be aggressive coverages, starting with the linebackers shading towards Kelsey over the middle of the field, and then the safeties creeping down near where he is as well. And then Dax Hill has basically taken that Trey Flowers role. So on third downs and two-minute situations, it'll be Dax versus Kelsey one-on-one. You know, may the best man win over the middle of the field. Well, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, normally Anarumo finds a way to do a really nice job. Kansas City has not put up big scoring games, even when their offense has been far more prolific. Uh, but, but in fairness, the Bengals' defense personnel-wise has been a lot better than they are so far this year. Uh, you know, you always come up with some numbers. You always come up with a lot of interesting nuggets. And everybody has their opinion uh, about what's going to be important in this game. Here on a Friday, what are you looking at as the most important thing or two that, that there's a difference between winning and losing for the Bengals? I'll go one on each side of the ball. The Bengals lost to the Steelers because Jake Browning didn't play well. And it went a lot deeper than just those three picks. Like some of the plays before the picks, he was late. He missed open guys. Uh, he had opportunities that the Bengals, or that really he just didn't capitalize on. That's not a recipe to win in the NFL when your quarterback's playing like that. Browning obviously has to be a different guy this week. The second thing is in-game adjustments. You know, the secret sauce to me against Patrick Mahomes over the years has been what the Bengals have done at halftime. And when you, you know, when I really look at this Bengals defense, what's missing, what's changed, I look at how they haven't, like, nipped things in the bud, how they've been beat by the same concepts, by the same types of plays, multiple times over and over again it feels like a tight end beats them or pickens beat them down the sideline scramble plays against the texans they haven't had that success adjusting on the fly you got to do that this week it's kind of a make or break you, you this hat like lou interimo said the future is now for the bengals defense they have to be able to do these things if they want to stand a chance on sunday all right well when you say that and we were talking about it as it relates to zach taylor was he going to let it all hang out because i think we all agree the Bengals have nothing to lose here. Yeah, I mean, lose, they'd be knocked out of the playoffs. But, I mean, look, nobody thinks they're going to win. Nobody thinks they can go to Arrowhead and beat Kansas City this week. Very few people think they're going to make the playoffs. So, you're kind of playing with a proverbial house money. For Zach Taylor calling plays, for Lou Anarumo calling plays, do you let it all hang out? And why not? Or... Because Kansas City's not scoring the way it used to score. They're turning the ball over with more frequency than they ever have before during the Mahomes era. Do you try to keep it a close, tight, conservative game? And, and, and maybe, you know, instead of a 27-24, it's a 20-17 or a 17-14 kind of game. So this is the conversation the Bengals have every Saturday morning, the coordinators and Zach Taylor, right? What style of game is this going to be? And from a decision-making perspective, what are we expecting? And that shapes their fourth down decisions. That shapes whether or not they take the ball with the coin toss, stuff like that. I have a hard time betting on the Bengals' defense right now, keeping the Chiefs below 20 points. 
Look at the, yeah, I know the Chiefs offense right now isn't what it's historically been, but what these games have always come down to also have been aggressive decisions, maximizing points and opportunities for touchdowns and aggressiveness on fourth downs. Like I always go back to 2022 or 2021, the last week of that season, or second to last week of that season, where the Bengals could have went for the field goal, but instead they went for it on fourth down, kind of went for the kill, and then were able to run out the clock and kick the field goal at the gun. So with where the defense is and just the respect for Patrick Mahomes, I do get the sense this is going to be an aggressive style of game expecting a lot of points okay all right uh are you in the uh well anybody uh for charlie before we let him roll or are you guys just sitting on your hands over there doing i don't know what talking with mr gaggins what are we doing <laughs> tom tom no i don't have any questions for for charlie charlie as always thank you for coming on i hope you had a wonderful christmas and happy yes. new year yes indeed you too you have a prediction charles I'm taking the Chiefs 30 to 24. I think the I think Mahomes is due, and I think that the Chiefs' defense, really, and their cornerbacks are going to be able to force a turnover or two, just like they've been doing all year against a lot of really good offenses. All right. You have anything, Casey, or are you just nope. again on the sidelines? I'm good. Okay. Thank you. Off the man wagon. Okay. Charlie, have a great rest of your weekend, my friend. Uh, are you you going to Kansas City when when you traveling tomorrow? I'm uh, 6:45 tomorrow morning, bright and early. Well, I'll see you at the airport. I'll be there bright and early All right. in the morning. All right, buddy. Safe travels. I'm not going you to Kansas City. Uh, and, um, you know, I just love when you, you have games. And you're always thankful no matter what, what, what city you live in, no matter what sport it is. When you get to, you know, baseball, maybe it's the final month, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have so many games. In the NFL, you're down to the last four weeks, three weeks, now two weeks. And the team you root for still has a fighting chance, right? This is still the 430 game on CBS. I mean, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. It is. Listen, Patrick Mahomes, it's Kelsey, it's Taylor. It's the first time the Bengals will be playing in front of Taylor. It's a big deal, Daddy. I didn't know which why Taylor don't, why you're don't, I mean, Taylor Swift. <laughs> why don't the Bengals show, when the Bengals play, why don't we show uh, – shots of tanner hudson's girlfriend like the the chiefs do like yeah i'm, sh I'm sure she's just as famous as taylor swift yeah <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what would the be the cincinnati equivalent if we were to have through the years what would be our there is no equivalent because you know i mean taylor swift is taylor swift her right. popularity her success blah 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 but if they're in the history of Cincinnati, is there someone out there, someone's wife, someone's girlfriend, someone's mom, who, you know, could, could even pose any kind of rivalry through the years? Anybody? To, to Taylor Swift's yeah. fame? Yeah. No, I, not her fame, but I'm just saying that if you put her on TV because she's in some way, shape, or form connected uh, to the Reds or the Bengals or FC. Right? Not Whoever. sure. Whoever. Anybody? George Bueller? San George Santos says maybe Marge shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Tom. Maybe one of the girls Charlie Sheen hangs out with. <laughs> back, back. Carmen Electra was from Cincinnati. She was. Went to Princeton High that? School. That's, that's, that's a good point. That's okay. a fair point. There so you that's go. That's a good one. There you go. Tom, you know. Uh, the one girl, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Wyoming High School. She's from, really? Yes, she is. I didn't know that. Cincinnati. Born and raised. That, yes, Matt, married, if I'm not mistaken, to Matthew Broderick. That's right. I think that's right. Who was Bueller. 
Right. That was right. How about that? There you go. This shows. This shows. I mean, it really does. Has it all. This is like what do they call that thing about degrees of separate? What is it? Six degrees of separation. We've just connected dots, which nobody else could see. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Only us. That's you're only getting that. <clears throat> On off the bench with Tom Brenneman. That's exactly what you're not getting that. Uh, that's right. Carmen Electra was actually, uh, I don't know if she was married or whatever, dating uh, Dennis Rodman at some time right. uh, many, many years ago. So thank you for that reminder, Sean. Ali Berry, I believe, was uh, associated with Cincinnati, right? She was married to a Red. David Justice. That's right. Not David a Justice. Red, but Covington Latin's very own That's David. Right. They used to live up in Mount Adams. That's the right. sweetest crib up there. Oh, that house is the best. Have you seen that house? Yes, Where do you go to college? David Justice. In here in the area, Thomas More. That's exactly right. Okay. Thomas More. That's right. Uh, you know, George Santos just can't help himself. You know? <laughs> I mean, he just can't help himself. Catherine Webb. AJ, Catherine Webb. That's a good one. AJ, should, AJ McCarron. We should one. do an MLB grid just because the show's so off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> do an MLB we're doing, grid. We're doing everything today. Let's get back to the, the Chiefs and the Bengals. Good job. That, that was good. Do like that segue? I um, think our chat likes the other better. Doris Day's from here. Jessica Simpson, Nick Lachey. Exactly right. Uh, Morgana the Kissing Bandit used to come to town. Lonnie Anderson, Who? WKRP in Cincinnati. Who? You're going over our head now. We're, we're, I, didn't, I didn't watch WKRP. Okay, go ahead. So you were starting to say. Uh, yeah. I saw where you just typed in Jessica Simpson. I mean, Molly <laughs> did. Forgive me. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. Um, here's the thing about this game is both teams have had a disappointing season. No, there's no doubt about that. Obviously, all the injuries um, at, at the quarterback position for the Bengals have kind of derailed derailed their year and then what has come on over the last eight weeks for the Kansas City Chiefs they've lost what five of seven games yep. five of eight games so the, the, these teams are without a doubt they, they, they came into the year Super Bowl favorites two of the three most uh, best odds to win the Super Bowl and they're having disappointing years that being said these are two teams that are still rivals going into this year I mean I remember watching the, the the Kelsey podcast Travis Kelsey was talking about how the biggest rival to the Kansas City Chiefs is the Cincinnati Bengals and despite having all the disappointing things, this is still, as you mentioned, a big game. It's going to be at 4, 4.30. Everyone's going to have their eyes glued to it because it has been such a big rivalry. doesn't have the same panache without Joe Burrow on the field. It yep. doesn't have the same panache with the, the Kansas City Chiefs scoring six points a game. But still, it's a rivalry game. These two teams don't like each other. They don't like each other. They're, out of the past two years, we've eliminated them once in the AFC Championship. They beat us once in the AFC Championship. So it, it still has that sting to it. And despite the, the Jamar Chase talking, uh, talking bull junk, talking a, a bunch of, of crap to, uh, to the Kansas City Chiefs, it's still going to have that same sting whether or not he said that or not. So it's still, I don't know. It's, it's, I, don't, I don't think either one of these teams are going into this taking the other team lightly despite what they, they've done over the past few weeks. No, I don't think so either. I this is this is the game you circle on the calendar every single year for us at least. Uh, I know we we play in the AFC North. We've got a lot of rivals everywhere. Uh, Ravens, Steelers, Browns. Each one of those is a, is a significant rivalry. But I do think there is something to having a, a rivalry outside of the division, and that without question is the Kansas City Chiefs for us. Now we've been very successful against them in the regular season, at least as of late. So I think nope. that's I think that's something to mark down a little bit. Uh, we have not played a Chiefs team that has been struggling quite like this before. That'll be interesting. We've, we haven't played them without our quarterback and several key members on our defense and Jamar Chase. So we're dealing with a lot, too. They're dealing with a lot. 
Um, I think it's going to be a smash mouth football game. I think it's. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think Kansas City's putting up more than 24, and I certainly don't think the Bengals are either. So I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, uh, and we'll see who wins. I, I think the Bengals have a very good chance to win this game. I think seven points is too many yeah. uh, for the way Kansas City's playing right now. Again, I don't want to write too much into it against the Raiders because one-offs happen. It was cold. It was windy. There was a lot of factors in that game. But I don't know when the last time the Raiders beat Kansas City in Kansas City. Um, and the fans were booing them at halftime. Booing them at halftime. Yep. I, don't, I don't know when that when the last time that occurred either. So this is a banged-up Chiefs team. We'll see. Well, they're calling for wind chills uh, down in the teens. Really? Well, I mean, you know, by the time you hit 4.30 in the afternoon, I think the high that day is right around freezing, a little above freezing. But it's going to drop off into the 20s quickly. Uh, generally, you have a, a pretty decent, significant win for whatever reason. It seems like in late afternoon or night games at Arrowhead, so or Burrowhead, as Chase continues to say, um, you can't call it Burrowhead until until you win your your last game there. Did they do that? No, they did not. They lost in the AFC Championship game there last year. So you're saying the most recent game? Yeah, I mean, if you want to call it, if Burrow starts at quarterback, wins a game in Kansas City. You can refer to it as Burrowhead until the next time you play there. But the last time they played there, they got beat. It's not Burrowhead anymore. Correct. It's Browninghead. <laughs> what? I mean, I, what do you say to that? Sarah, what do you say to that? I think it's an appropriate name. Browninghead fits very, very appropriately. Going from Burrowhead to Browninghead. I like that. Tom, are well. you are you at all worried? I'm worried about getting through the next hour and ten minutes. I am too, Tom. I am That's too. That's what I'm really worried about. Tom, are you at all worried whatsoever about this team that has been struggling, the Kansas City Chiefs, to move the ball to score, just gashing the Cincinnati Bengals like the teams have done over the past four weeks? Are you at all worried about that? Because everyone, like Elliot's, like I, he thinks they're going to win, like all these things. The only things that the Bengals have shown me consistently this year are that when a team is struggling offensively, yep. they play the Cincinnati Bengals and boom, everything's fixed. Yes, there have been moments in time this year, though, and, and it's even going back to early in the year where they found a way from time to time to play quite well. And, and so just knowing the track record of Anarumo, he's not going to be intimidated. I don't think the overwhelming majority of his players who have played in this game the last number of times they've played. Granted, first time they've played without Von Bell and Jesse Bates. We know that. Right. But the rest of this group, by and large, uh, is, is not in – I think a lot of teams, up until here recently where they've lost three in a row, let's be honest about it. You know, when you went in the old days to play at New England, when you went to play in recent years at – Arrowhead. There's a mystique, especially when you're not in their division. There's a mystique about going in there, Mahomes, uh, the success, the Super Bowl titles, the Super Bowl runs, et cetera, et cetera. Teams, I think they can say they don't, but I think some teams can get a little, you know, wow, that's Patrick Mahomes. Wow, that's, you know, whoever it is, Kelsey, right? All these guys. Um, the Bengals have never backed down to that challenge uh, against this team. And I think that, that, that there's a, a significant number of guys that will be playing defense in this game for the Bengals that are not going to walk in in any form or fashion intimidated by this team. So I think that, that, that means something. 
And I think you're starting to see it a little bit now with what has gone on in recent weeks against Kansas City, where teams that, like you talked to, the Raiders, they haven't won there forever. Now, granted, their offense did nothing against Kansas City's defense. But that was a team with a guy who hadn't coached five games in the NFL or seven games in the NFL, right, right? Uh, with a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they walked in there like they looked like they thought they had a chance to win. And I think you're starting to see some teams as they go in there to play them now that are like, hey, we respect them. We know who they are. We know what they've done. We know they got Hall of Famers, two of them, every time they snap the ball on that side of the football. But they're not the same. We've been saying that for weeks. So many turnovers. So few big plays. So many drop balls. Now mix in some injuries. Is it possible they go score 40 against this Bengal defense? Of course it's possible. But I don't think that the Bengals are walking in there on Sunday afternoon in the least bit. Not believing against this team. I don't know if they really believe when they play the Browns in Cleveland that they really think they're going to win. Or at least they certainly don't ever show up like they think they are. Yeah, that's that's just a bad matchup. You know what I mean? That, that, that's a bad matchup for the Bengals. That's that, that's what we talked about earlier in this week. It, it, it's shown that when they play a physical team, they, they don't fit the bill. They don't fit the bill. Now, when they play a team that spreads it out, they typically play pretty well. And that's yep. the Kansas, that's a Kansas City team. The only thing I, I, that I'm saying is if I'm a Kansas City Chief fan, which I'm not, but you guys accused me of being. Well, you, you, you've talked them up. If I was a Kansas City Chiefs fan, seeing what this offense has been unable to do, seeing what the, the Chiefs have been unable to do, I'd be licking my chops getting ready to play the Cincinnati Bengals. If you I know, got you. I, I, based off of what I've seen, every backup quarterback that plays this Bengals throws for 400 yards, 350 yards. So now you got Patrick Mahomes and you, and you got a struggling offense and you're going to get to play the Bengals? That's, that's, that's a beautiful that, – that's a get-right game. This is a, this is a great opportunity for a get-right game. And this is – a Kansas City Chiefs team that were getting booed at their home stadium last week. They're getting, they got embarrassed in front of their home fans. Now, this is things that we talked about. It's kind of unraveling before our eyes. We're seeing the frustration with Travis Kelsey, with Patrick Mahomes. We're seeing it before our eyes, and it's hard to kind of uh, to calm that frustration. But, yeah, if I'm, a, if I'm a Chiefs fan, this is absolutely a game that I'm saying this is a team that's kind of had our number the past couple of years. One and three. The Chiefs are one and three against the Bengals over the last four times that they've met. But this is a defense that every every single quarterback that plays against it throws for 300-plus yards. You're right. And regardless of who plays running back, they're going to run it for, for 110 yards. So this is, this is a, a beautiful opportunity for them to, to get right. So it's hard for me to comprehend that the Bengals – Based off what I saw against the, the Steelers last week, the Bengals are going to go into to Arrowhead and win the game. I, I, I pray I'm wrong. would love to see this Bengals team make the postseason, and it starts this Saturday or Sunday. But I just, I just can't see it. I can't see it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, we got uh, Kyle Kasky. He'll break down some in-depth matchup stuff. Uh, did he send you some plays this morning? He did. Okay. We're going to walk through some plays to look ahead. We still have our picks for the weekend. Wow. And a mailbag. And a mailbag. Games. What's and a that? Ma- and a mailbag. Oh, we have a mailbag. That's right. Very excited about that. Fired up. And, of course, the, the Bucks tonight. I mean, you know, come on. At the end of the day, we can talk about all these other nonsense games. Oh, yeah. We, we've got OHIO going at it tonight. You watching that game oh, tonight? I dialed in. 
I've already told my dad we're supposed to get together with, with uh, you know, some family early because we couldn't get everybody together in a couple of, you know, Christmas things. And I, I told my dad and his wife and my wife and our kids, I'm like, look, this has got to happen as early as possible. Because when 8 p. Eastern time comes around, Ella, Luke, and I, my wife doesn't give a damn, but Ella, Luke, and I will be dialed in to ESP. Was- the Devin Brown era begins tonight. I Casey, Luke- take it away. The Bengals Report is brought to you by Encore Technologies. Encore Technologies provides IT solutions for a data-centered world with the suite of services from mobile computing, desktop to data center, supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing modules to improve efficiency and... Sure, productivity. Visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. Let me tell you about this lovely bottle of water right here. Pawnee Water, made right here in Hamilton, Ohio. Productivity. Uses natural limestone filtration, unlike the artificial processing that other brands use. And that results in a healthy alkaline water. And some say the best tasting water in the world. Visit Pawnee Water at P-A-H-H-N-I-Water.com. See where you can buy this great tasting water. Get your coffee from UDF. Bet on Betfred. Or bet with. Or bet with whoever and uh, drink lots of Pawnee water and get your technology solutions with Encore. Drew Garrison, $5 super chat, starting a quarterback who wears number 33 in a pointless bowl home game or a pointless bowl game against the Michigan State of the SEC. Hilarious stuff. Mm, What a a delightful dig that was, Drew. Thank you. Listen, guys, we've got about 168 people um, in the chat currently watching the stream. Please subscribe. Like, do all the fun stuff. Let's let's get this show to as many people as possible. And it starts with a like. It starts with a like. Also, um, we have our store up on ChatterboxSports.com. So if you want to get some some New Year stuff, you can uh, you can pick it there. And if you're a leader of men member, you actually get a discount on our store. So something to think about. Something to think about. This is the, by the way, we have final uh, show of the year. Is it? Yeah, final show of 2023. We'll we'll, we'll do some. Uh, Best of the year moments next week with Tom out. Um, but, yeah, thank you for being here in 2023. Elliot, you were saying? Oh, well, we have a we have the – ever put it in the chat, and I, I, do, I do find it strange. We haven't talked about it yet, but it's the college football playoff semifinals are coming up on Monday. Couple good, couple couple big matches. Who you got in those ones, Reed? Um, Michigan and um, Texas. I don't think I don't think Washington has a chance. I think Washington's defense is close to not not quite as bad as the Bengals, but very close. It's very close. I do think I, I do think I like uh, Jacobs guy uh, Milrow, right? That's his name. Yep. Yeah, Jalen like Milrow. Him. I like him. Yeah, I, I like Alabama. Um, I'd probably I'm probably picking Texas as well, and I think I'm gonna pick just Alabama just because I want to root for Jacobs' team, but. I don't know. I feel like it's Michigan's title to lose. To be honest with you, did did, did I miss it? Did you guys bring up the Bill O'Reilly, uh, the Bill O'Reilly, the uh, we'll Bill O'Brien, we'll the Bill O'Brien story about Milrose? No. Did you see this story yesterday? No. no. Tell okay. us about it. You know, I mean, for those of you that may have read it, so remember now, Bill O'Brien was the head coach uh, of the Houston Texans, right? Could never figure out about a quarterback. This big offensive guru guy, allegedly. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, was with Brady for years and years there in New England before Josh Daniels came along and off O'Brien went to Penn State initially head coach. 
head coach of the Texans. Now he's back with Belichick in New England, right? And, and the whole Mac Jones thing has been a disaster. All of it. They're quarterbacks for the last couple of years, O'Brien's been. And I'm not blaming it all on O'Brien. But the story came out uh, during all this media coverage of the college football playoff about O'Brien going to the Alabama quarterback a couple of years ago and saying, you know, you really need to change positions. How are we looking? It's tough. That's tough. You think Urban would have done that? No, not, not a Urban. chance. He just would have kicked the kid. Not kicker. a chance. Yeah, not our guy, Urban. Urban All right, let's people. get to uh, our buddy, main man, down Louisiana, Big Bayou. He was here a couple weeks ago up at the Rain Dog Parade in Mount Adams, going to the Bengals games, kissing babies, shaking hands. Uh, Coaches Clicker, every Tuesday, 5.30 p. right here on Chatterbox. Coach Kyle Kasky. Coach, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm good. You mentioned kissing babies and shaking hands this morning. I'm, I was playing with my two-year-old, and he just knocked the fire out of me. So I'm, if I'm bleeding off my nose this morning, I apologize. I got beat up. You know, it's funny you say that because uh, a long time ago when our kids were really little, uh, we're out playing putt-putt, uh, my son, my daughter, and me. And uh, my, my daughter might have been about four or five. Uh, you know, she puts her ball in the hole and, you know, everybody else's ball, it doesn't make any difference. She whirls around with one of those putters and pow, right in my eye. I'm just gushing blood all over the place, whole nine yards. She reminds me of that at least uh, once every couple of months now. So join the club. Welcome to the club. Hey, uh, all right, what do you think here? What do you think? Do they have a chance? The Bengals this Sunday in Kansas City. Uh, having a chance and, uh, being the NFL, the way it is, I think are two different things. Uh, the way that the Bengals played the other day, if they play anything like they did the other day, I don't think they have a chance. Now, if they come back to say two weeks ago, the Colts game, the way that they played with the guys they have that were playing at the time. And I mentioned, you know, be, being the collective group, that that's the kind of stuff that you need to see from them on offense. Uh, Kansas City's defense is stout, and I know their their secondaries had some issues and things, but I mean they only gave up three points and to uh, Vegas the other day. Now Vegas didn't throw the ball in the second half at all, literally. But that the only thing that won that game for them, and I've got some clips here in a minute, is you, you talk about uh, fifteen points in seven seconds on defense, and that included a two point conversion, but. Right now, I mean, the Bengals have got to get something going against that defense. And then, I mean, defensively, you just got to stop those broken plays. And I know everybody keeps talking about uh, how the receivers aren't aren't what they used to be, but it's it's the it's the broken plays, the scramble drills. If if they can stop those from happening and keep that kind of uh, you, you know off off schedule play from happening for Kansas City, uh, they they got a chance. But that's a lot to ask right now. Well, okay. Uh, I know that you sent uh, Casey some plays that we want to look at and, and, and talk about. So, uh, do you know where you're starting here, Casey, with Coach? Uh, fumble return. Okay, fumble return. What, what are we talking about here, Coach? So, I heard y'all say, y'all were talking about trick plays earlier. Well, they were trying a trick play here. And, yeah, here's the thing. Sometimes you just get too cute. And this is kind of what the Bengals have gotten into. And, again, I'm not sure if this was going to be a – uh, a handoff to Mahomes because if you watch 17, the guy coming in that motion, he's kind of slowing down like he's about to be pitched the ball and then pass it. Because watch, Kelsey and them are running routes. I think this was going to be a handoff to Mahomes, a pitch to 17, and then uh, a double pass, or, you know, an another pass. That's what I think this was going to be. And they just screwed up the handoff. 
and there's there's seven points right there that they might have gone for two on that one so but there's you know either seven or eight points right there i mean right off the bat and again it's getting too tricky so i would say you might not see as much of that uh versus the Bengals, just because they're probably going to say listen guys let's just go win this game uh let's try not to be too tricky um this next play is the very next offensive play so obviously they scored so they kicked back off to kansas city i want you to watch Mahomes has no pressure. He's going to roll to the right here. I want you to watch the guy number two here, uh, not number two, but the number two guy running kind of a corner route. If you can rewind that right there to the to the front, um, it's the guy. It's the guy lined up right inside the numbers, the number two receiver from the outside. He's wide open, wide open. You know, and again, I, I don't know why Mahomes didn't see that, but you, you throw a pass right there into you know, a corner that's just sitting there. Now, I think they were high low in that guy, but again, I mean, he's coming open. You don't have any pressure. Keep rolling a little bit. Let it develop. And and he just, because if you watch right here, like in all reality, it's just a naked, there's no pressure on him. So again, that, that's that's not Mahomes-like. And I think that's something I guarantee he's going to watch and say, wait, we can't allow that to happen again. I've got to have patience and try to get the ball to some guy, no matter who it is, just get the ball to him. Uh, this third one here. Now, this was a third and 12, okay? And you want to watch the receiver at the bottom of the screen. He's going to run kind of a little comeback here, and he's going to catch it at 11. Now, I think the receivers in the past for Kansas City would have known, you know, and again, the throw wasn't great. The throw was at 10, 11 yards too. So there's something off right now with Mahomes and his receivers that isn't normal right here because again that that play right there should have converted and again it didn't and you know it's one of those things where they're just a touch off and and that's you know that's not a big deal for you know people are gonna go oh, well that you know third and 12 you don't convert very often but when it's there it's there the championship teams that they've had have converted that and then the last play i got on the chiefs today um this was incomplete after review but this was an, another interception at at first uh, watch number 83. It's going to be at the top of the screen. Uh, he's he's the guy outside uh, running towards the sideline. See how he keeps going and then he mm -hmm. doesn't come back? And that's when Mahomes is like, you, you saw it on the on the TV copy. He's like, keep coming, keep coming. Because if you watch it from this angle, 83 is going to kind of run like a little wheel route here. You know, chip and he's running like a little wheel route. And you'll see him scramble over here. This is where the big plays are made. And he's not coming back to the ball yet. He's You see him waiting for him? Most yep. of the time, they're tied in. Like, if that was Kelsey, I think that that play is not what it is. And, again, you can see he's looking elsewhere. And then, I mean, like, come back, come back, because somebody come back, somebody get open. And that's where, they're, that's where they're lacking right now on offense. I mean, I could have thrown out a bunch of defensive clips of them, uh, you know, just trouncing the, the offense. But I think that's where, right there, if the Bengals can, you know, Take Kelsey out of the game, which teams are doing. They're double teaming and sometimes triple teaming Kelsey. Take him out of the game. Don't allow uh, these broken plays to happen. And again, if you can keep Mahomes in the pocket like that third and 12 throw where he was throwing off his back foot and kind of getting hit, I mean, they can do that. Just cause him to be a little bit off schedule is not the word because off schedule is where they're good. Get him off balance a little bit to where he's playing uh, without where he can't just be him and go out and run around and do these sidearm throws and things make him actually have to play quarterback in the pocket and i don't think these the receivers he has other than kelsey can uh make it happen and he's gonna be doubled 
you know, I, I, I'm curious, and maybe, Coach, it's a combination of a lot of different things here. But look, when you just look at pure numbers and, and then you go by the eyeball test of watching Kansas City, and it seems like every one of their games is a prime time game or a late afternoon, Sunday afternoon, so they're getting the big audience going coast to coast. Rightfully so. They've earned it. They're the defending Super Bowl champs. And, and Mahomes has been the best player in the league for the last four or five years now. But – you know, when you when you look at their team, and we know all about the wide receiver situation, a lot of the drops, they let Tyreek Hill go. They've tried to plug it with Juju and some other guys here. The rookie's playing better at wide receiver, really, than any of the other guys they have there. Yep. Although, on any given game, any of those guys is more than capable of having a good game. But is this just uh, – is this one of those as you're going through the season week by week? and you've been in the locker room and on the sideline of NFL teams for many, many, many years, it's not that you say, gosh, we're just not the same, we're not going to fix it. But, but is there a feeling, an unspoken feeling in the room, in the locker room, where guys are looking around and they're just like, man, something just ain't right? Yeah, that's, that's real now. I mean, when you're – and frustrations are real too, because you're talking about a guy like you, you mentioned Kelsey earlier being probably the second best tight end in, in league history behind his own former, you know, chief there, uh, Antonio Gonzalez. And you got a guy in Mahomes who, in all reality, if he were to play at the level he's played at over time, you know, could be one of the best quarterbacks in league history too. Now, when you go in those locker rooms and you've got younger guys that haven't maybe been a part of what they've been a part of. It's hard for them to understand that. Listen, if we keep doing what we what we know how to do, we can still win. And and Andy Reid hadn't forgotten how to coach. I do think Eric Bieniemy not being there, I think that has been a little bit of a detriment because I think he's proven in Washington that uh, he's taken a team that didn't have a whole whole lot of talent, had some speed at receiver, but not a a whole whole lot of you know experienced talent, and has done pretty well offensively. Uh, you know, I don't think the offense in Washington has been the full problem there, but. Again, I think you take those creativity things that he brought to the table uh, away from it. And but Andy Reid hadn't forgot how to coach. I right. mean, they've got a great defense. They're uh, they just got to come together. The, the 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 things they're doing on the sideline, throwing the helmets, yelling at each other. You know, maybe I mean honestly, maybe Kelsey should tell Taylor to stay away for a couple games. You know, just hey, let me be me for let me you go do your thing, go get your next Eras tour ready to go, and uh, you know let's. Uh, Let's let us focus on this for right now, and I'll I'll see you when we get back into what we should be. But you know, again, and I'm, I'm not joking when I say that. I think there are distractions because you have you got to think the, the highest security in that building is probably for her. It ain't for the rest of the people in there. No and doubt about that. There's a that. lot of distraction with that. There is no question. Anybody believes otherwise, they, they they're just not paying attention to what's going on. All right, you got to make a prediction for us here, Coach. What do you think? Yeah, y'all aren't going to like my prediction this week, but I do think it's going to be the Chiefs. I think it's going to be probably a, a a not as high of a scoring game as probably people think. I'm thinking 24-17, yep. somewhere in that range. If 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 the Bengals, I'll tell you this, if the Bengals do run the ball uh, and, and, and get a little game clock control going, uh, that would help them out a ton because uh, the explosiveness of Kansas City, they don't need a whole lot of time to score. So the the more you can keep them off the field and the fewer drives they have, obviously, um, I think that would help out a ton. But if they get to where it's pass, 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 and it's you know three and out, five and out, whatever it is, uh, it, it might be a long day. 
All right, buddy. Well, have a great weekend with your family. Uh, the final days here of 2023 and a happy new year, coach. We appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Happy new year to all you guys out there and you guys there. All right, buddy. Coach Kyle Kasky, he's going to be back coaching again. I, I, he's got to be. Somebody out there has got to bring that guy back in to coach again. Somebody does. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Got to. Sure. Got certainly. to. The guy, I mean, he's still coaching high school football, but I mean, I, you know, if I'm a college football coach or pro coach or whatever it might be, I'm going to get that guy because uh, he knows what he's talking about, knows what he's doing, and he's proven it. It's not like it's just some, you know, government program giveaway here. That's right. You know, here you go. 5000 bucks, new phone. <laughs> Sweet hotel. Here you go. What? That's right. Over under. I digress. Over under 38 yards. Uh, farthest punt for Brad Robbins on Sunday. <laughs> over under. Hammer the over. Is there such a thing as that bet? The, uh, there is not. There yeah. is not. You can you can bet on like how. You might there has to be in Vegas something like that. There has to be. I didn't want to bring this up, Tom, but of course you did. You talk about the the trick plays. How long until we see Brad Robbins run a little trickaroo? Ooh, little trick the Chiefs. The Chiefs ran one of those. Uh, I forget their punter's name. He's got the long hair. Um, but yeah, he ran, Stout or he, Stroud. What was his name? That was their best offensive play of the day uh, when their punter threw a, a first down. So could be Brad Robbins throwing. Brad Robbins, time. A little trickery. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> We're close, Tom. Listen, if he throws I think it would be probably... Brad Robbins' trickery if he were to put a foot on one and boot it 50 yards and pin him inside the tent. <laughs> that would be trickery. Who do you, who, who do you oh, think you've boy. given more flack to? Brad Robbins or Charlie Jones? He's a guy that's beat down Brad Robbins. And I have not beaten down Charlie Jones. I just like the nickname. The one that you gave him? Yes. <laughs> Downtown Charlie Brown Jones. Charlie Jones. The fastest man east to west that's ever lived. <laughs> Charlie Jones, every punt return, runs about 50 yards. He gains about four. <laughs> he runs all over, the, all over the field. All over it. Tom, what was your biggest takeaway from, from Coach Kasky's interview? Well, I mean, he believes, you know, that, 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 that you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's there for the taking. It sounds a lot like what you believe for Kansas City to get right. And there's reason to believe that. There's reason for them to get right. It's not like they got a bunch of stiffs in there. They've had guys drop a lot of balls. But, I mean, still, some of these receivers are more than capable of making big plays in a game. Kelsey, I mean, would it surprise anybody if Kelsey went 11 for a buck 80? Nope. Seriously. Right? So, you know. Teams have run the ball. Really doesn't matter who it is. Teams have run the ball successfully against this Bengals defense. But again, I just I think there's something about Anarumo and and and, and it's in the mind of Mahomes and Reed. They know this guy more than anybody else has found a way to put together a good game plan, and then especially in the second half of games, they've been amazing against Mahomes. I think it's I think it's also worth noting. And again, the Chiefs defense is great. They've been great. They they're arguably what are they? Top 3 defense in the league. Second best scoring defense in the league. Yep, 17 points a game. So, I will say this. When they had I believe the Raiders, I believe his name was Zamir White. I could be wrong on that. I think that was the backup running back's name. It was a backup running back. Aiden O'Connell threw one completion in the second half of That's that right. game. That's right. One completion in 3 quarters of that game. And the final drive of the game the Raiders, or the Kansas City Chiefs defense, 
knew the Raiders weren't going to throw it. They knew it was going to be a running back up the middle every single time, and they couldn't stop it. He ran for, I think, 50 yards on that final drive to just milk out the clock, kill the Chiefs. I think that's, I think that's, that's of note, too. Because I do think, as again, they've been great all year. I just think there are ways to beat this Chiefs team. You beat them down, and you're going to win the game. Get a lead early. Make them play from behind. Make Patrick Mahomes play off his back foot. Make, put the pressure on him, like Coach Kasky said. You're going to win the game. I think there's a good chance the Bengals win this game. How important do you think turnovers are in this? I mean, they're well, important that, in every game. That is the most important stat of anything. I mean, 90-something percent of the time, you can look at well into the mid-90s, high-90s. You can look at a game. They're outliers. Sure. But most of the time, if that's the only stat you looked at, you'd be able to tell who the winner was and the loser was. And the Bengals, best in the league, right? Turnover differential. Uh, yeah. And Kansas City Chief, they give up the ball more than a pretty lot. much – a lot. More than pretty much everybody else, anybody else in the 26 National Football League. 26 turnovers. The Chiefs have only scored 36 touchdowns this season on offense. That's hard to believe. They've yeah. given up 30 touchdowns on defense. They've only scored 36 touchdowns. Man, it's incredible. Uh, it's incredible. I, I looked it up this morning and I thought, there's no way that's right. So I went and looked somewhere else. They have one return for a touchdown. They have 36 offensive touchdowns on the year. They have a total of 37 as a team in 15 games. No defensive scores? Uh, not that I see. Well, a return could have been on defense. It just okay. said return. Could okay. have been on defense or, uh, or, um, or in, the, uh, in special teams. That's absolutely Fun right. fact, in the Joe Burrow era versus the Chiefs, whoever's won the turnover battle has won the game. There you so go. turnovers will be very important. End of story. All right, are we ready to get to some picks? Let's do it. Let's pick it up. Here we go. We got, we got five pro games. We have two college games, the college football playoffs, since I'm not here uh, the first three days next week. All right, we ready to go? Yep, we're ready. All right, let's do it. We begin with the college football playoff Monday afternoon. How in the world is this game how in the world is this game not the primetime game? I have no idea. That's crazy. I mean, look. Washington, Texas. Okay. But Alabama, Michigan. It's just Of course, because maybe Texas, you can make right? the argument that if you put these guys on at 430, you're going to do a monster rating. And no matter what you put on at 8 o'clock, it's going to do a monster rating. Yeah, do what a... Uh... Could it be because Washington's in the Pacific time zone? Well, I think it's because of – aren't they playing the uh, – in Washington playing at the Rose Bowl? Is that where that game is? No, Michigan – or Michigan-Alabama because they've been at Disneyland. Michigan all. Al yeah, Michigan-Alabama. Yeah, oh, that's right. That's, I see, I don't get it. I yeah, mean, why, nice. why is Michigan playing Alabama at 1.30 in the afternoon in California? Yeah, at the Rose Bowl. That just doesn't make any sense. If they played at five, then you'd get the nice sunset yeah. over there in LA. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, are you, I, I'm going to be curious who what you have to think about this game because I, I we get the whole Michigan cheating thing, but they've been damn good defensively. Yes, they have all season long. Yes, they have. You can make a strong argument Alabama didn't deserve to be in. There is a strong argument to be had that Alabama did not deserve to be in this playoff. Uh, again, we're not going to get into the whole Florida State thing, but again, uh, they didn't look very good against Auburn. If we're going to go by the eye test, which is how they graded Florida State. I think if you're – and I know our boss, Trey Fowler, loves Michigan. There's a lot of other people that the, – the, the sharp gamblers love Michigan.
But I still think Alabama, despite everything, I'm going to bet on Nick Saban here. I think Nick Saban wins this football game. So you're taking okay. the Tide. I'm right. taking, so, I'm taking, and, I'm taking the Tide. And Michigan is a two-point favorite in this game against the Crimson Tide. Lot, that line changed a lot, too. It was really? Two, I think it was right. two, and a, two, two and a half. I think it started with Alabama or two. So really? Alabama originally was the favorite? Yes. Really? Yeah, because I, I, I bet on it. I have the, I have the, I have the, you bet. have the ticket. I have the ticket where they were the favorite. So you got in a wager with Alabama as the favorite. That's right. Wow. So not good for me. Things might be turning in zebra land. Okay. <laughs> That's tough. Listen, Tom, when, when, when you look at uh, the past 20 years or so, of college football, the most dominant team has been the Michigan Wolverines. It's for that reason. Twenty years. Yeah, twenty years or so. When you really? think about it. Yeah. Mi- Mi- really? Mich- Michigan Wolverines. How can you tell the story of college football over the past twenty years without Michigan? Well, I think you can make an argument on that, but I don't know about most successful the last twenty. Remember, Go ahead. Remember the Denard Robinson era when he was losing. I his do. Shoes, I do remember Denard losing Robinson. his shoes every other play. That Siding was, cat. That's right. Uh, give me, give me blue. Go blue. Go Blue. You come to this side of the room for our college football takes. He's taking Alabama. I'm taking Michigan. Michigan's going to win it all. Casey? Yeah, I'm taking Michigan as well. I think the best defense in college football will uh, show out and shut down Jalen Milrow. Simple as that. Would you guys say the winner of this game wins it all? I don't think so. No. You don't think so? I'm big on Washington. He loves the Huskies. Come on. I'm not kidding you. They have the best offensive line in the country. We'll get to them in a minute. Okay. We'll save that. All right. I am going to take the Crimson Tide of Alabama, the fight, Nick Saban. That's right. Why do you think Alabama's going to win this game? I just think it's Alabama. I think it's Alabama. I think it's Saban. I think that he won't come out and say it. Although the story came out yesterday about the way they've handled their whole film thing and their signs and everything. I mean, he believes clearly that there is something to this Michigan deal. I mean, guy like Saban, he doesn't like when this kind of stuff's going on in college football. He doesn't like it. He is going to take it to him. It's, I think it's, take it to him. I think it's finally time. For Harbaugh to win a championship. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. And it would be a swan song because the NCAA is going to come down hard and they're going to take it right back. Bless you. Thank you. (laughs) It's exactly right. Rip down that banner. (laughs) All right. All right, moving on. Here we go. Now, you guys asked me, so I'll start. Look. Neck and neck race between Ohio State and Washington for the best wide receiver room in the country. Their wide receivers are off the charts. Quarterback of the final four playing, without a doubt, the best player, Michael Penix Jr. There are other guys you like. Alabama guy's really good. Quinn Ewers is really good. McCarthy's really good. Michael Penix Jr. has been unbelievable. He was the only one of those four that are still standing that was in New York for the Heisman Trophy. He didn't win it, but he was the only one standing there. Offensive line, they just won the award four or five days ago. Best offensive line in the country, the Washington Huskies. I normally look down my nose at those in the Pac-12, but this has the making. This team beat Oregon twice, Mm -hmm. and Oregon was scoring 50 against everybody, right? This Washington team is for real. And for them to be a, 
What are they, a three-and-a-half-point underdog? Four and a half. Vegas hates them. All right. Vegas hates them. I love them. Casey, bye, 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 bye. Hit it. Bye, bye, bye. I'm buying Washington. <laughs> Go. He's taking the Huskies. Listen, seriously, Vegas has disrespected Washington all year long. That, that Pac-12 championship game where they were 10-point underdogs against Oregon, 10-point underdogs, and they won outright? And now they're, they're four-point underdogs against Texas. Listen, when, when you look at college football as a whole over the past 23 years, since the, the start of the new millennia, um, the most successful program over that time has been the Texas Longhorns. It's for that reason I got the Longhorns winning this game. Wow. Fighting Quinn Ewers. That's right. Uh, I, I Listen, as good as the offense is for Washington, uh, I, I do believe that their defense is just as equally as bad. So... They gave up 33 to Stanford. They gave up 28 to Utah, who's, again, just not an offensive team. Uh, Oregon scored 30 on them twice. Cal scored 30 on them. I go around, the, I go around their schedule here, and it's just been – they're giving up 30 burgers to everybody. Uh, I, think the, I think Texas – it's just going to come out to a shootout. It's going to be a good old-fashioned good one here. Uh, I'm going to take the shootout. I'm going to go with the Longhorns. Nice. Wow. Nice. Casey? Uh, I really like the Longhorns. I, I've liked them all year round. Um <laughs> I also think that there is a distinct um, disadvantage for Washington. I know you hyped up that offensive line, but Texas has got two great they defensive do. interior guys. Ranked number one on PFF, Tavondre Sweat. Number two is Byron Murphy, also a defensive lineman for Texas. So I'm going to take the Longhorns in that advantage there. Well, then I feel very good about where I'll be sitting on Tuesday of next week. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, moving on. Titans versus Texans. All right, now we're on to the pro front. Huge games. Uh, most of these involve teams uh, in games where the Bengal fans are going to be paying attention, including this one with the Texans. Same record as the Bengals. They own a tiebreak over the Bengals. Um, all right, Reed, we start with you. Uh, I had a take last year that Will Levis was legit. <laughs> and he earned a starting spot in Tennessee – and he's played pretty well. Played pretty well. I think the Tennessee Titans are going to beat Tex uh, the Texans in Houston. So, I think they're going to cover the spread. I think they're going to win outright. Is he going to play this week, though? I don't know. He didn't play last week. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, yeah. The fighting I mean, C.J. Strouds are playing. Yeah, I'll take C.J. Stroud. Uh, if C.J. Stroud's healthy and he's ready to go, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take C.J. Yeah, I'm also taking C.J. Stroud. The uh, that guy is uh, gonna torch this defense for the Titans. So, I'm with that's you. easy pick for I'm me. I'm with you. Uh, I'm with the fight in C.J. Stroud. And we need them to lose, right? The Texans are frauds. Yeah, we, we need, need the, to lose we need the Texans to lose one more. Okay, Texans are frauds. Texans are don't play the Colts well, so that that's they don't play the Titans I'm... well. You'll see it on Sunday. When who's playing quarterback? Uh, Mayo Boy. Okay. They're the Duke Mayo Boy. Who? Duke Mayo Boy. <laughs> Who? Uh, Will Levis. Duke Mayo Boy. Where did that come from? He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Have you ever put mayonnaise in your coffee, Tom? Uh, I mean, unless it was like really late at night and I had somewhere to be. And maybe this is an accident stumbling into UDF. Yeah, I was going to say, when you, when you get your coffee from UDF, you don't go over the condiment section. I miss it, just, no. Just, just put some Duke Mayo. No, I, I've skipped that right. part. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, what's next? 
Lions versus Cowboys. Dallas favored by five and a half points. This is a good game. This is a good game. The Cowboys have been virtually unbeatable at home. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, they are unbeaten. They are unbeaten at home. I think. I think. Um, but you know, it's been pointed out their speed tends to show up. You know, perfect weather indoors, turf, whole nine yards. Lions are an amazing story. They really are an amazing story. 11 and 4. Uh, five and a half to spread. Zebra, we begin with you. What is this? Back to back fraud bowls for the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we'll <laughs> Hold see how many- on. Miami's still in the fraud? Yes, come on. Yes. Two they are frauds still, they are don't st- make a for real, Tom. That's right. <laughs> That's right. They're absolutely still frauds. Uh, you'd be silly to say otherwise. The Dallas Cowboys are not winning this game. They're certainly not winning it by six. Uh, I'll, I'll, I, I honestly forget who I picked for, for Casey's sake, but I'll tell you what. Why don't you flash it for me, Casey? You can pick whoever. Uh, I, will take, <laughs> I, will take, I will take the Lions here to cover the spread. Five and a half. It's a big spread. Listen, uh, when you look at Tom's right. They have not lost a game at home. The Dallas Cowboys um, undefeated. In fact, if you look at all their home games, they have blown out yep. every single team they've played at home other than the Seattle Seahawks when they won by six. Other than that, they've won by 20-plus every single time. The, re- the spread is five and a half for a reason, and that's because the Cowboys are at home. Give me the Dallas Cowboys to cover five and a half. Yeah, I feel very similar to Reed in that the Dallas Cowboys are just a different team when they're at home. And I also think that uh, Jared Goff is a little bit of a – I mean, if Brock Purdy isn't good, neither is Jared Goff, and he's going to get consumed under the pressure. So No one said anything Wait a minute. I thought I, you I think, were with think, me uh, on Purdy. I know. I'm just, no, I, I am. Saying, I'm saying I'm, I'm – He's It was a jab at us. It was a jab at those oh, guys. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, okay. I, I'm, I'm with you, Casey and uh, Reed. I'm going with the uh, – the fighting Jerry Jones. Good Big D in Dallas. Good Big luck D. to him. Uh, here we go. An important game here. Tom, you ever met Jerry Jones? Oh, yeah. I really like him. You like Jerry Jones? I do. I like him a lot. I do. I, I find him to be one of the most charismatic dudes I've ever been around in my life. Still I mean, with him. I could just sit and listen to him for days. Tell stories. You can like him or hate him, but if you get around him... I remember Tim McCarver told me years ago that, that he met Barack Obama. Now, I was not a big B- Obama fan as a politician. Yeah, you don't like but, You don't like change. Well, that's right. Either one. Hope and change. Get rid of all. But, but <laughs> he told me when he met him, he's like, dude, pretty charismatic cat. Barry O? Barry O. Oh. And that's Jerry Jones. You get around him, kind of like him. All right, um, this is a three-and-a-half-point uh, spread. Is this going to be Gino or is this going to be Locke? Does anybody know? I think it's Gino. It is Gino. Okay, go ahead. Read mouth. Uh, I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. I think the, the Pittsburgh Steelers are the worst team in the National Football League other than when they play Zach Taylor, Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, give me the Seahawks. I think the I think the Steelers are legitimately a bad football team. They have eight wins. They have a winning record. They'll probably finish with nine wins on the year. I think the Steelers are legitimately bad. I think they have a decent defense. 
that masks up the world's worst offense. Now, granted, they torched us. Yeah, 34 points. They torched our ass. But here's the thing. They're not going to do it again. Mason Rudolph's good for one of those for a lifetime. Uh, and he's unfortunately already used it. Seahawks are, are fighting for their playoff spot as well. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take, take the fighting Pete Carrolls. The fighting Pete Carrolls. You got to love that. Casey, what about you? Just for the sake of the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm going to hope that the Seattle Seahawks win that ball game and destroy the Steelers and any chances that they have of making the playoffs. Uh So I'm taking Seattle. Okay, we're going to give Elliott a chance to change his pick because I'm going with a fight in Pete Carroll's as well. Elliott? You know what? I'm not changing it. I'm not changing it this time. Sprinkle the tough sledding. I am not changing it this time. It's not tough sledding when you play Pittsburgh uh, at home. We're giving Seahawks across the board. Yep. We need Straight this across, one. Full we need house. This one. Pete Carroll. They need, they need a man. What if Russell Wilson goes to Seattle? That's not happening. All Would right, that be a good ahead. fit? That's not happening. <laughs> Maybe the men of aluminum. Go ahead. Ravens versus Dolphins. Baltimore favored by three and a half. Big time game. Lots on the line here for this one. And make no mistake, both teams are going to show up and bring their A game in this one. This is a big time game. That's right. This is big boy football here in this game. That's right. Because uh, you got this is for the number one seed, mm-hmm. and you cannot put a price tag on that. Is it guaranteed you go to the Super Bowl? No. Would you take your chances if you're the Ravens? Freezing cold, snowing sideways, Lamar running around, tough sledding against that defense. Same with Miami. You know, I, I saw where um, Rex Ryan made the comment. That he really believes that even, you know, now it's very different in January than it is in September with the heat, obviously. But he thinks it's a big deal, Miami playing at home. Um, and the other team, and their, their, their game is in, you know, is, is drenched in the sun. Now when you get to playoffs, maybe they play at night. Who knows? But um, I am all on board with a fight in John Harbaugh's. I've been their number one supporter the entire year. I've said since the first week of the season, they were the team to beat in the AFC if Lamar was healthy. I said it before the first game of the year. I stand by the fighting John Harbaugh. Fair enough, Tom. All right. Listen, I I have called the Dolphins frauds all season long. (laughs) All season long, I have called them frauds. If they could sneak out a win in Baltimore, I will rescind my opinion on the Miami Dolphins. As Tom says, they show up in their teal, and it just uh, yeah, I know it just sparks fear in everybody. When you well, at home, it's it's not bad, but it's when you show up in all white, sprinkled with mm. teal and orange and buffalo. Right, you show you show up in in uh, Bodymore Murderland, Baltimore. Wire reference there. You see that? Like that was that? good. Yeah, you like that? That's right. Like that in there? Big league show. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Baltimore Ravens will win this game. I think they're going to win. I think they're a much better team than the Miami Dolphins. I think they're the best team in the National Football League. They showed that against uh, the 49ers. Give me the Baltimore winning by four. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I do think the Dolphins are frauds. I, I agree with Reed. If they win this game, I'll, I'll rescind it. I'll, I'll take it back. They can be legit. But I, I, I do think the Ravens win this game. Now, I will say this. The Dolphins are not only fighting for the one seed. They're also fighting for their division. If they win this, they win the division. So they're going to need to win it. They're playing for more. You could make the argument 
Again, I'm not going to because I already picked the Ravens. But you can make the argument these are two hungry dogs, but one of them's a little bit more hungry. And that would be the Miami Dolphins because they are fighting for their division. But saying all that, I think the Ravens are the better team. Uh, they just blitzed a 49ers team that is a Super Bowl favorite. So I will take the Ravens. Yeah, because they just blitzed the 49ers, I think that they think they're all high and mighty and the best team in the NFL. Well, they and are. I think they slip up. I think they give up a game to Miami when they shouldn't. It's going to wow. be a, a back-and-forth shootout just like it was last year. Yeah. Great game. And it was a great game. And uh, I think the, that they cover. I don't know if they win. I, I don't I won't go that far. I don't think that, that they might win, but I do think it'll be a, a um, back-and-forth type of game. Casey, why do you hate the Ravens? Why do I hate the Ravens? Well, I know the story, but, like, you refuse to give up – that the Ravens are good. You refuse to give them credit. I, it's not that I won't give them credit. I think they're a good team. I just don't think they're the best team. I think they're that I think that they're uh, a little fraudy. The Ravens? <laughs> what? He's saying the Ravens are frauds, Tom. Fraudy? The what? Ravens? Well, yeah, they show up in their purple. That doesn't spark yeah, that fear doesn't in anybody. Spark fear in anyone. It does. Yes, it does. It very much does. Elder. Yes, it does. All right, moving on. Oh, okay. Bengals versus Chiefs. Ugh. Oh, boy. Seven. That's a big number, boys. Casey, uh, you know, we've already tipped off, you know, how you feel about your team. Yeah. So, with a spread, what are you doing? Tom, I already told you this morning what I thought. I thought the Bengals would only lose by, like, three or four. I think it's going to be a close game. So, yeah, I'm taking the Bengals here to cover by seven. That's an outrageous spread. What are we doing here? I agree, with all I agree with Casey. Why do we think it's outrageous? Well, because, you, I mean, I, I don't think the Chiefs are seven-point favorites over pretty much, I mean, what you, 80% of the league? You the, know, that's a great, that's a great the How Cincinnati many teams with the Chiefs right now be favored against the way they're playing right now? How many teams in the NFL would they be favored by seven or more points against right now? Patriots, Panthers. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about like what That's they've it. done in recent weeks, then the Giants. Bengals just lost by twenty three to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who this show has time and time again. Just five minutes ago, we said they're a terrible team. Well, we you also, guys said they. We were also terrible. were ten point underdogs to the Jaguars. Jaguars. Jaguars <laughs> in Jacksonville when they and were eight and we three. Won. When they were eight and three. But I'm just saying, like, I, I think it's too big of a spread. I, I uh, Again, one-offs happen in the NFL. It's any given Sunday. Everybody knows this. I think seven points is too many. I'm going with the Bengals as well. It's, it's just too many points. Is this Van Jones in the, in the chat, the Van Jones from CNN? Is that the one watching our show all the time? Yeah. <laughs> that's, where, that's where he gets his sports takes from this show. You are, you are the target audience for, uh, for people that watch CNN, Tom. There's no doubt. Kay Adams. What, by the way, what is her, um, what's her tie to the Bengals? She just likes she, she, she was, uh, she was rooting for the Bengals back in 2021. Okay. When everyone else was talking about how, like, ah, this team's not, not really very good. She, she, she hyped us up. So that's why we like Kay Adams. But I mean, she's really like all in on the Bengals. It seems like I'll see a clip here or there. I, I don't, she is she still on the morning football anymore? Or what is no, she on? she has her own show. She oh, has she her does. own show, um, um, Up and Adams. Up and Adams. That's a good one. That's, that's Up and Mount Adams. Nice. That's what it should be. Mm. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> Big league spot. Uh, listen, Tom, uh, and Elliot and Casey, the Kansas City Chiefs are probably the best team in the AFC. 
when, when you look at them, when you watch what they play, when you've been able to see what they've been doing over the past five weeks, they play with such passion. You see it um, in the way that they throw their equipment around. You see it in the way that they talk to one another. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs to cover seven. Okay, I'm taking a Bengalis. It's a good pick, Tom. I've picked the Bengals every week for I don't know how long now. I may have picked them in every game this season. Probably. I have to go back and look at that. That's all the picks we have today. That's it. Okay, that's it. That's it. Okay, that's it. We have about 20 minutes left in the show. Mailbag. We want to do that now? Yeah, let's do it now. And let's we also it. have a cherry on top. Yes, we do have a cherry on top, which is a good one today. It's, it's too All right, one. hit it. Roll it. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. I wonder who it's from. I'll be singing that all the way in, into the new year. Forget all Lang Syne. We just got a letter. All right, go Uh, ahead. Yeah, well, you asked who it's from, and this is who it's from. Today's mailbag comes from Sweet Little Little Marshall. Marshall? Yeah, Sweet Little Marshall from Mrs. Mather's class. Oh, my God. Marshall is a (laughs) longtime Detroit sports fan and is very passionate about his city. His family hosts a weekly gun safety course to show the locals (laughs) how to defend themselves during armed robberies. Him and his dad have been watching the Lions, Red Wings, and Pistons have losing seasons for decades. His mom even just bought him a Cade Cunningham jersey for Christmas. Marshall wants to know what will happen first. Detroit becomes a crime-free metropolis or the Detroit Pistons win a basketball game. And it's a two-parter. He also wants to know, is this losing streak for the Detroit Pistons the worst, uh, worst embarrassment that a sports team can have? Losing 29 in a row. No, the worst embarrassment a sports team can have is losing every game of a season, which is what their football team accomplished. His beloved, Marshall's beloved Lions. Lions, that's right. Okay, beloved Lions. Does, does uh, Marshall's friend uh, B-Rabbit, does he, does he instruct the gun safety course? No. No. Eminem sucks. Eminem's a good rapper. Eminem he thinks Eminem's bad. Eminem's big leaguer. Big leaguer. Tom, what's your favorite Eminem? You kind of look like Eminem. You do? <laughs> Casey, get Eminem up there. I mean, I can't look Casey, like Eminem. Eminem and Drake at the same time. That'd be a little hard. That'd be a little hard. What's your favorite Eminem song, Tom? I, I just know him when I hear him. I know him when I hear him. Real Slim Shady? Uh, yeah, I mean, Mark Fetter says that that's what it would be, so I'll go with Mark. Mark normally is on his game. I are really we, are, what? Go ahead. I really think you look like him. I think it's uncanny. <laughs> okay. You were in George the music Clooney, video. Eminem, Drake. I got it all going on. Yeah. Uh, I, the, the one that's still, I mean, the uh. one I find myself now on the rare chances, and I do all I can to avoid looking in the mirror anymore on a regular basis. Um, I don't know who it was in the chat, but I know it's somebody who's here today that said I was starting to look like as I was getting so thin up top and so gray and long on the sides that I was looking like the dude from um, The Sopranos, Pauly. Pauly, That was yeah. not good. That's not nice. He That's just dies. Nice. Really not nice. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right. So what's the answer to the question? Uh, I, to, to answer your question or to answer the question from Marshall, Marshall. Uh, I think it's, it's pretty bad. I, I don't think there's a whole lot worse you can do. I guess whatever the hell is going on in Oakland – with the athletics, that's pretty bad. Uh, but this is damn cool. If you lose 30 games in a row, what if, what, what are you doing? 
I, I, sports are supposed to be at least somewhat competitive, even if you're bad. If you're a bad team, you're still supposed to compete. And I guess you can argue they did uh, last night against the Celtics when they were up 20-something and couldn't hold on to, <laughs> hold on to the lead. Um, but, at the end, but, but at the end of the day, I, I, at the end of the day, if you're going to lose 30 games in a row and call yourself a serious franchise, you can't do it. It's impossible. So, yep. shout out to the Pistons. That is the very worst thing you can do as a franchise, lose 30 in a row. We have got some demented people in this chat. We Tom, do. today has been I mean, it really this has. has. Been, this has been a troll day. Oh, been, there he is. You look, you look just like yeah, that's Eminem. We, we, we look a lot alike. Do you have a cap? The, the, uh, the, 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 the chat today has just been insane. This show has been off the rails pretty much from the rip, and the chat has taken that energy and ran with it. Every single burner that has ever been created for this show has come out today. Except Mark. for uh, Leif Erickson. Leif we haven't Erickson seen Leif has yet. not been out. That's maybe not a burner. That's maybe, the real guy. Yeah, maybe we can you see. Gotta, you got to blow like a horn, and maybe he'll come. Yeah, maybe we can like see Leif before I mean, if you just did a, just a, a snapshot of just like four or five in a row, boom, 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 boom. Yep. Right? <laughs> Look at these. You can go to – um, Tom, have you ever seen Blue's Clues before? Okay. <laughs> Mr. Balls is That's here. That's Tyler Dolly. Alex says, or, or Drew says, I would abandon my wife and my whole family forever just to have lunch with Kay Adams at a Golden Corral. <laughs> Mark Fetter says, Marshall sounds like a tool. Tom, did you see the... the I super- mean, it's unbelievable. Did you see the super chat from Justin Edgel? He's been a member. He's been a leader of men for three months. Yes, he has. He says, what's weirder, a third nut or a third nipple? (laughs) R.I.P. Bing, love the show. (laughs) Lock on that chat, Justin. There's a lot going on. All right, speaking of the chat, let's do some chat power rankings. Let's do some chat power rankings. That's ridiculous. We're ending 2023 on just a ridiculous note. Uh, number five. Uh, we're going to shake it up this week because I don't know who the hell is This doing. is a sad state of affairs. <laughs> it's a sad. It really is. Uh, number we're going to crash and burn at the number end of five, the year. Number five, it's Derby Stardom. Uh, I can, can you spell Titanic? Uh, you, you can spell it. Derby Stardom, you're number five this week. Congratulations, pal. Derby. Uh, number four. We got my boy. We got my boy Haro. You don't have uh, to hurry. We have 14 minutes left in this show. Why are you running? I just, I'm just going through because we got this, I, the cherry on top's like two minutes. It's a two minute video. Um, uh, Derby Star, Derby Startups five. We got four. Uh, who did I say? Haro, uh, Haro, Haro. I love you. Uh, number three, we have Colton. It's Colton's birthday today. Would you like to sing Happy Birthday to Colton? Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Colton. Happy birthday to you. Right, boy. Thanks for coming on. There we go. That bought us 30 right. seconds. He, All right. Uh, Next he, up. Colton Melman. Yeah. Average near a double-double for the Baden Rams back in the day. How about that? Yeah. Go Rams. Uh, <laughs> Everett, you're number two. I love my guy, Everett. Uh, we still owe him a salmon color jacket at some point. I promised we'd get him one. Uh, I will, Everett, I will find you one. Uh, I will find you one. Number one this week, uh, it is as Sean Connor Burner also calls superstar Mark Fetters. This is our guy, Mark Fetters. 
Um, <laughs> Why are you guys high fiving over what do you there mean? for Mark Fetters? What do you mean? Why? All right, that's it. That's it. That's it. Number one, thank that's you, Mark. That's just this week. Uh, Mouse Cop, again, you weren't really talkative this week. You were out of town. Sirboy wasn't talkative this week a whole lot. There's a lot of people that weren't as talkative as, the, as, as they were. A lot of these burners. Maybe we'll have a burner ranking next week. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll rank all the burners. I think that's a good idea. Um, that's it. Chat power, chat power rankings. Sean Connor wants to know why he wasn't in the chat. It wasn't in the chat power ranking. Well, because Sean's not real. That's why. Because you're not a real person. You're a combination of Trace, Paul, and, and Nick Kirby. You're one of the three. Parker wants to know what in the world does he have to do to break into the top five? And Yash, your good friend and mine, Yash, mm-hmm. who right. watches from London. Yash is Yash. Has to be it's on it. Yash. Every single day. He says it is a straight-up popularity contest, Parker. I broke it once and haven't sit. This is not true. I, I, I just do it off the cuff. I just do it off the cuff. Uh, and, again, I, I think of who, who, who is in the chat on that day, especially the last day is, is, is very much important, and, and that's who I picked. Next week we will do chat of the year. Chat of the year. Chat chat member of the year. We got to do like our top moments of, of the year too. Next yeah, week. we got we got a lot of t- we got a lot of time without Tom here, so, so that's what we got to keep doing. Uh, cherry on top, Casey. Let's run it. Are we, we got, leaving? We, we got twelve minutes. What are we doing? We got cherry on top. I just want to run the cherry on top now. Cherry on top. Here we go. What, are we, what is going here on? Here we go. Cherry on top. <laughs> you, have, you have pirated this this show. You've stolen this show. Um, Okay, Uh, you want to set the stage for this? Yeah, so last night it was the Pop-Tart Bowl. It was between two teams. It was Kansas State and Texas Tech, I'm pretty sure. Uh, And and basically, this was the most coveted bowl game you can get. No, this was Kansas State and NC State. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, nobody watches these bowl games. But they watched them last night. They watched them last night for this. This is the world's first edible mascot, Tom. As you see him right there, he wants to be eaten. He wants to go in that toaster and pop out a warm, uh, uh, moist Pop-Tart that everybody loves. Uh, I was careful. And and here we go. He's going to pop out right here. Okay. Is that Trevor Lawrence? No, that's not Trevor Lawrence. Okay. That's not Trevor Lawrence. And here we go. He popped out of the oven. And watch this. They are going to eat the world's first edible mascot. That mascot is now dead, and he is being eaten alive. Well, I guess he's dead. So eaten dead. There we go. Throw his throw his corpse up into the into the people. This is the greatest bowl game in the history of college athletics. This is the this is the greatest rivalry in the history of of college athletics. Whoever plays in this game, they'll become rivals for life, and it's because of this pop tart bowl. Whatever they paid, I don't know how much they paid for this game. Probably north of ten million dollars or something like that. I don't know how much these things cost. I imagine it was a lot of money. They got every dollar. Because I'm going to go, right after this show, I'm going to go buy a, a, a load of Pop-Tarts. got to admit, if you haven't had one for a while. That's right. It's, they're good, they're man. They're mighty good, man. You drop them in a toaster there like that. Ooh. What, you got a favorite? Blueberry. You like blueberry? Yeah. Strawberry's good, too. Strawberry's good. I never liked the, the uh, what was the one, the dark, it was not chocolate. S'mores but, and stuff like that? Well, yeah. I mean, and they, I like the brown sugar that's cinnamon. That's what I was thinking. I love that yeah. one. And I like the wild berry. It's the purple one. So it's the purple one, and it's the uh, brown sugar cinnamon. Not a big Pop-Tart guy. Not, not a Pop-Tart a, guy. Not a big Pop-Tart guy. Didn't, didn't like my Pop-Tarts that much. But if I did have one, I would, I would like the s'mores. I well, Drew like the s'mores. wants to know, which is a very, very good point, because I have done this before. 
He said, have you ever, what's his name? Drew P. Say the whole thing, Tom. Mr. Balls. Have you ever put butter on the back of a toasted Pop-Tart? Have you? I have many times. That's big league. That's a, that's a family guy reference, too. Have you ever put butter on a Pop-Tart? It's so freaking good. Sorry. That was good. That's a Family Guy reference. All right, so now what are we supposed to do since he is blown he up? He commandeered this show. He, oh, he, t- he, he took did. that. He, he, it was just like that Tom Hanks movie. Elliot looked you right in the eye and said, hey, I'm the captain now. I'm hold the on, captain. Hold on. He did. I, I'm coming He's up with- like Alexander Haig. I'm now in charge. You know, we had another uh, chat That's member with a birthday. That's above your guys. That's right, right over, over my head. Right over. We got right. another what? We had another chat member with a birthday. Who, Who else had a birthday? Megan Cleary. Someone that doesn't comment a whole lot. Megan, happy birthday. Is that a burner? No, it's not a burner. It's a real person. Well, we know Sharon is back. <laughs> we know Molly is back. So who is this? Megan Cleary. I know her. I actually know this person. And she just chimed in. Said happy it was birthday. her birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Megan. Happy birthday indeed, Megan. Hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Birthdays this time of year are tough. I was at a dinner last night. I told you my, my wife two days ago on the 27th had a birthday. And then we went out to dinner with, with, with two other couples last night. And strangely enough, we have six people sitting together. Four of the six have had birthdays consecutive days this week. What? That's crazy. 27, 28, 29, 30. Four of the six. Sitting at the table last night. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Tom, by the way, and by the way, real quick, we got a new updated chat power ranking. So here we go. Number updated. five. Number five. Why updated? Oh, they didn't like the other one, so we're gonna do another one. This is the second one. This is uh, this is another chat power ranking. Shout out to everybody. Number five. He's just completely took over. The number five. We have Drew. Drew Garrison. This is my guy. We'll see you in about eight minutes. Uh, Quiplash time. If you're not a member, you want to be a member because it's very very fun. Uh, on Fridays, we play a game. The whole chat's involved. It's very fun. Uh, Drew, number four or five? Sorry. Uh, here we go. Number th- number th- number four. Whatever that is, it's uh, tired. Number four. We got Yash. Whatever it is. Yash, the world's biggest soccer fan. Yash. Yash, this Yash. is my guy. This is my guy. He gives me a ton of parlays he- every single week. I love him. Uh, so he says I don't love him. I love him. The chat loves you, Yash. Yash. Uh, everybody loves love you. you. Love the whole you. world loves you. And this is proof. Number four, Yash. Boom. Yash. Number three. Here we go. Number three. We got Alex Wallace. Sometimes I forget about Alex Wallace, but he is a staple. You he was gradually getting louder. He is one of the world. He is one of the most uh, supportive Chatterbox fans we have. This is my guy. I love you, Alex. I think we met him at uh, Chatterbox Reds night. This you is great, Alex. Scream. You don't have to scream, Alex. Number two. Oh wait. Number two. Number two. We have uh, Roger. Roger is the very first person to comment in our chat every single day. This is the guy that we, yes, that we as is. Chatterbox fans love. Tom always comes in here and says, All right, everybody, you only got one people watching. It's always Roger. Roger's the it only is. one who watches 15 minutes before the show starts. That's my guy. Shout out to Roger. And number one. Oh, and number one. And number one. Here we go. Brian. Brian B., he was gone for three months. He's all the way back. I love you, Brian. Don't you forget it. Number one. Tom, he was, he just started here, just started screaming. Tom, this show has without a doubt been the silliest show 
I don't know if it was a good one. I don't think it was a good one, but it was silly as can be. It was just the silliest show. To quote my good friend Brian Billing, I used to be somebody. You did? And now nothing more than the captain of Titanic 2.0. Can you smell We started this morning in the studio before we came on the air. And I asked this trio, do not take that shot. Casey? I had already taken it. I just asked you not to take it. I already took the shot before you told me not to take it, Tom. I had already took the shot before you already told me not to. I forgot. Oh, I forgot, AJ. I forgot, AJ, I forgot you in the chat power ranks. I love you, AJ. Don't do it. I'm not going on that. Don't do it, Casey. Through balls. Can you spell Titanic, Tom? Yeah. Can, I asked can, can you, you guys let me on about, a, about 30 minutes, 10 minutes before the show, I asked if you guys could spell Titanic. Wait, what's, the, what's the joke there? What's wait, the joke there? This wait, is a sinking ship wait, is wait, the joke. Wait, it is not wait, a joke. Everybody, everybody. So what do you guys think of the Bengals Chiefs game on Sunday? Yeah. Elliot, what is happening? <laughs> I thought you weren't drinking anymore oh. when you came in before the show. <laughs> Sean Connor, how much does a demote Elliott membership run? Oh, 300, buddy. You got it. Okay. You want to demote me 300. Right, we're shutting this down early. <laughs> we're like TSA in Newark, New Jersey on the busiest travel weekend of the year, Thanksgiving. Four o'clock on a Sunday. Shut her down. Shut her down. Oh, get it, please. If you're not a member of Box Lunch, you want to join for this show. Please. As uh, long as you guys don't sit next to each other. Well, we might have to. Oh, okay. All right. Casey, yes, happy Tom. new year. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Absolutely. Happy new year to you. Elliot, I, I, I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> what has happened? You, you completely you're derailed. right there with him. <laughs> you're I mean, you're I was, right there with him. I was laughing at the absurdity. Don't do it. Don't do it. Thank you. Well done. That's good reaction time, Casey. <sighs> Um, all right, everybody, we thank you so much for being with us. Box Lunch is coming up here in just a second. want to wish everybody uh, a wonderful final few days here in 2023. We hope and pray for better days ahead in 2024 yep. for each and every one of you and each and every one of us out there today. Have a great weekend. Box Lunch, here we go. Chat Power Rankings, here we oh, go. Boy.